sure is good to be in the Lord's house. I appreciate God blessing us with the privilege to come to his house to worship again. And it's good to see everybody here. And uh, glad to have each and every one of our visitors. Uh, glad Trey happened to come back in tonight. And uh, I, uh, when I heard he's coming, I called to confirm he was on his way. And uh, he said he was. And uh, so I told him to pray because... Uh, I had the impression he might need to preach tonight, so you can, uh, he wouldn't take the mic yet, but it's still up here. But uh, I want you to pray, I'd like to share a scripture with you from the second chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. And uh, this is uh, when the children of Israel had come out of the, the land of Egypt and they crossed the Red Sea, but then I won't go into all the details, but they disobeyed God. They'd made some bad choices. They'd been in some hard battles and uh, uh, they had some rough problems. But then, down here in chapter 2, said, Then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spake unto me, and we compassed, and that word compassed, you probably know, but I, I looked up in the dictionary just to make sure it means to go around in circles. If you compass something, you go in circles around it. So, okay, we compassed Mount Seir, and Seir means a rough place, many days. And the Lord spake unto me, saying, and this is the key to what I need to read. Ye have compassed this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. And so sometimes we have troubles and problems of life and circumstances of life uh, are really seem like they're beating against us and seem like we're just going in circles around our troubles. And sometimes God doesn't move the mountain, but sometimes he gives us an avenue to get away from it. And so he told them, said, uh, you've come past this mountain long enough. Uh, don't keep doing, don't, don't keep going in circles. Follow my guide and go where I told you. Okay, let's stand have a word of prayer. Precious Lord, we thank you that you always have the right directions for us. And uh, God, we pray we might just listen and obey. And God, as the children of Israel, I know uh, in my life I've made mistakes and not obeyed you and got in trouble and had problems and I've compassed uh, bad situations before, but God, when you really speak to me and I really listen to you, you've always delivered me, and God, you've never failed. And God, I know that's the same with everyone. If we'll just look to you as individuals or as a church or a community or a country, God, you're always there for us. God, we pray tonight for this service, and God, we ask your blessings. Help us tonight, God. Uh, speak to somebody's heart tonight, God, we pray in Jesus' name, and amen. And you be seated. And we turn over to Brother Taylor in the choir. Page 194.
121. 
appreciate getting to be here tonight. Enjoyed singing in the choir. We'll ask at this time that the church would stand. Ask if anybody's got an unspoken request. A lot of hands. Anybody got a spoken request tonight? Bobby Thompson ain't doing very good either. I'm sure he could use our prayers. If there's no other, we'll ask Brother Ryan if he'll lead us tonight. Most kind and gracious and almighty heavenly Father, it's once again that we buy our hearts and our lives before you this evening. Thank you, Father, for this day and what it's meant to us. Father, you bless us tonight. God, the health and strength to be able, Father, to come to your house this evening. God, that we might worship thee this evening in spirit and in truth. God, we realize without you, God, we can't do anything. Father, we feel the least of all your children, God, but we're glad we know for our surety we passed from death unto life and got a better home to go to when life here is over and done with. Father, you're through with us here that we're going to a better country than this is. Father, we pray for our country today, Father, our leaders and all Lord stand in need of prayer. God, we know this country, Father, is bad shape, and God, we know that you're able to help, Father, your hand is big. God, and Lord, you're able to reach down and touch their hearts and their souls, help them to realize that they need Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior more than anything in the world. Father, bless the Lord to pray this service tonight, convict the hearts and the minds of our children, Father, and our people who come here from time to time it's lost and undone without a Savior. Lead us and guide us on through this service and how whatever is accomplished, we'll thank thee for it. So we ask it in Jesus' loving name, we pray.
Again, I appreciate being here tonight and the opportunity to come. Neil's, we got a list for Wednesday night and a prayer service and a, you know, something to fall back on. Somebody's got it on their heart, that's always open for it. But uh, Neil's been working on that list and I've been encouraging him and turned around and said, we need somebody tonight, the list ain't done. <laughs> kind of hard to turn him down after I was encouraging him. <laughs> but I appreciate the opportunity. It's nothing that I can do, stand up here, Ryan, but if I can just get myself out of the way a little bit, Anybody got a song or a testimony tonight? Remember that family and the people you worked with. Kind of made me think a little bit. We had to, Shannon had a family member pass away here not a couple weeks ago and uh, went to the funeral. And the things that sometimes we take for granted, Eric. Uh, I'm used to going to a funeral and, and I get to hear the gospel. God's blessed us. We get to hear the gospel. And I went to that funeral trade just hoping for just a little bit of that comforter to come down. And, and it was sad, but it wasn't there. And I thought, man, the what sometimes I take for granted, I just go expecting that because God's been so good to us. But, you know, when my people, if I, when I die, I want the gospel to go out. I want them to know what I got and have an opportunity to get saved. Uh, Uncle Jerry got saved at his mother's funeral. It, God can get us anywhere, but I appreciate being here. Has anybody else got a song or a testimony?
If not, be much in prayer, and I'll give it to our pastor and let him figure out who's wearing the mic tonight. Sure, good to be here. Good to see everybody here. And once again, thank the Lord for every visitor we got, as well as every member. Good choir singing, good opening up. Good to be in God's house. I'm going to ask another time, uh, one more time at least, uh, somebody have a song on your heart. If you feel like singing, if God's giving you a song, sing why well, you surely ought to do that. And uh, we'd be glad for you to do that. Where the Spirit of God is, there's liberty. And uh, I'm glad God's given us a spirit uh, around here. When we follow the Lord, you can feel it move. Anybody? All right, if not, we're going to turn it over to Trey. Won't you really pray for him? And uh, I give you undivided attention and your heartfelt prayers. Brother Trey. Say how good it is to be here tonight. And, and uh, sometimes you don't have much option. <laughs> and, but uh, um, I'm just honored to be here tonight. And I'm thankful for everything I can feel in, in my heart and everything the Lord's done for me. And um, I could tell about being saved the rest of my life and never get it told completely. I think maybe Dad sings a song about that. I could sing about heaven for a million years, and I could never tell it all. And um, I've been preaching over 11 years, and I've not even scraped the surface. Grandpa's been preaching 50, and he'd tell you the same thing. And, uh, but I'm glad that I've, I've got a burden tonight. I feel a great urgency in my heart. And um, somebody may be in trouble, may be uh, just like what Barry was talking about, just on this side of, of going on. And uh, good to hear that man was saved, and, and I, I appreciate that. Um, I want to leave something behind so that people know where I'm going when I leave this world. And uh, I want you to know I'm saved, and uh, this is what's on my heart. I don't believe in the foolishness that you can lose what God gives you. Uh, I believe that I... And, and, uh, at Crouch's Creek, I don't know that we really have a whole lot of people that believe you can lose it, but I preach it all the time. And uh, I want people to know that uh, there's security in being saved. And uh, I'm thankful that I'm secure in his arms, and he's gathered me in up under his wings. And um, uh, I had a man maybe talking to me a little bit, and he said, well, he said, you know, but the church of God, a lot of them believe you can lose your salvation. He said, he said and I'll say one thing. He said, they live a lot closer a lot of the time because they're, they're afraid of losing it. And I looked, God gave me just what I need. I said, yeah, but I said, but they're not free. I said, they're, they're always in fear of losing uh, what they think that they've got. But I'm, uh, maybe, where's Billy at? Where'd he go tonight? I, we, we had a conversation once, and you said that you was talking to a man, and that came up about losing your salvation. And Billy, he said, I was never good enough to get it. It sounds like you think you're good enough to keep it. And I'm not good enough to keep it, but I met the man who's good enough to keep it. I'm glad to be saved tonight. And, and uh, you turn with me uh, to the ninth chapter of the book of Psalms. And I'm telling you, I've tried to escape this, uh, this scripture, but it keeps coming back. And, and I'm, that's okay with me. God's just blessed me to, to, to preach this and and, and I want to tell you a little bit more about it, and, and maybe even Grandpa mentioned this a few months ago, but uh, I need to say just a few things about it. And, and I want you to listen real close tonight. If, if you're lost, or, or maybe you say, Preacher, I don't even know what that really means to be lost. 
when God showed me that I had sin in my life, He had to judge me. And that's something I want to talk about tonight is, is the judgment of God. I want you to know that God doesn't judge you because He hates you. Can somebody say amen right there? God doesn't judge us because He's mad at us. He judges us and shows us where we're wrong so that He can make us right. I'm glad that uh, he, he made me right as just a six-year-old boy. And uh, I want to say this just very quickly before I read. Don't know how much that we'll read, but that night I came to the altar, and I've told it so many times. I laid down on the bench there, maybe where Cooper and Eric and Solly were at, and uh, the devil told me, he said, if you go pray, he said, nobody will even come pray with you. He said, that's one thing he told me. He said, uh, the, nobody will come pray. The, they'll just sit back and laugh. But eventually I got to a spot. I said, I don't care what anybody else thinks. If I'm the only one that goes, I need to go. And when you get to a point you desire to be saved, you, you can have it. The Lord, he'll save you. And the Bible tells us, whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm glad I didn't have to have a lot of money. I didn't have to have riches or fame or, or some kind of stature, uh, but I'm glad it, it's the, it says that he loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son. I, I believe in, in that the grace of God is universal, and even in the, the medical world, that means throughout the whole body. But I want to say today, his grace covers the whole earth that you and I could be saved, but you've got to come unto him when he calls you. And when I came and prayed, uh, the old devil was wrong. I remember I lifted up my eyes and it seemed like there was a sea of people that had gathered around me I'm thankful for Lima Church. I'm thankful uh, for the grand and glorious church that's been here for uh, since the beginning of time. So maybe let me read just uh, the first four verses uh, out of this first chapter, or out of the ninth chapter of Psalms, excuse me. And verse number one says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. And, and, and when I've been coming to church, God has just renewed my zeal the last few weeks. And it seems that since the new year, God's just piled it on me. And I'm thankful for that. I'm glad that I can bear burdens uh, for my lost people and for those that may be in need. And for my friends and lost people. But when I'm coming to church, I'm glad that I can begin to prepare myself to give praise to God. And I want you to look there, the very first word that David wrote, he said, I will praise thee, O Lord. A lot of times, we're waiting on somebody else, and Irene, to praise God. But I want to praise him myself. I want to give the praise to him that he deserves. And there were some folks that began to praise the name of Jesus, and they, there was some another crowd. I want you to see there will always be another crowd that's trying to put you down, uh, trying to stop the praise. Uh, but I'll say when God allows us to praise Him, uh, that's when folks can be saved. And girls, you praise Him. Uh, men, you praise Him. Don't wait till you're older. Uh, and it, it burdens my heart. Uh, Taylor, I remember being saved and uh, just six years old. And the first time uh, God put something on my heart, it was during prayer requests and we'd all gather around. You guys remember that still? And I remember I stood here as just a little seven-year-old boy and grandpa he said does anybody have anything and I raised my hand he called on me and I said I got saved when I was sitting over there and God called me and he saved me and I said it so quick just to get it done uh, but now it seems our children uh, don't have any interest a lot of times in saying anything uh, but let me encourage you uh, if you're a parent tonight uh, if you'll praise God uh, the kids will fall in line 
If you're coming to church, your kids will come to church. If you're praying before you go to bed at night, your kids will learn that. And the Bible says children are in heritage of the Lord. And heritage is what's passed down. I'm glad what daddy's got, what mommy's got, what grandpa's got, what P.L. Brock had, and so on and so forth. God loved me enough. He sent his son to die for me. I've got to praise him. Oh, let me go on. Verse number two of the same way. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. Uh, preacher, there's not much to be glad about these days. Uh, you've not been looking where the Lord's at. You've not been waiting on Him. You've not been searching uh, because my God right in the middle of a pandemic. I was here one night with only about six people and God blessed me to preach and little Kendrick walked the aisle and gave his heart uh, to the Lord and God's still saving even in the hard times. My God is still good. I'm telling you I've got a burden tonight. I'm glad I've got one that helps me preach. Oh, but listen, he said, I will be glad and rejoice in thee. Even in the middle of COVID-19, I'm telling you, I'm about to the point. I'm never going to say the name again in the pulpit. I'm tired of it. I get to the spot and say, Lord, I can't take it anymore. You deserve better than that. And he does tonight. But we've got to praise him. And when we do, all people will see and wonder what's going on over there. Let me go on. He said, I will sing praise to thy name. We did a little of that tonight, didn't we, Taylor? I love that old song. I could never praise him enough for all he's done. If I had countless hours and the best voice that there's ever been, all the singing I could ever do would never be enough to get me to heaven. Oh, but I'll say because God gave me heaven, I feel like singing sometimes. I've got a new song down in my heart that God gave me long ago that nobody can take from me. And I'm glad I know the man named Jesus. He's why I want to praise a little bit. He's why I get excited. Uh, preacher, don't raise your voice. Uh, you, you'll raise your voice for anything else. Oh, but preaching. Oh, one of the, the definitions is to hearken. That means to lift up thy voice and cry out. I'm going to cry out to this world. They can tell me to quit, but I'm going to keep going. They can lock me up. I'll preach to the, those in the cells. Oh, right there with me. You can't stop the God I'm serving. He's too big and He's too real. Oh, let me go on. Oh, and I love that he said, Oh, thou most high. Oh, let me stop just for a moment. Slow down. You know what we're missing today? In our Christian walk, let me speak to those of you that are saying, we have quit recognizing that God is not just a power, that He's not just some power. He's the most high power that there's ever been. Uh, Dad, uh, you were the authority figure in the house when we were growing up. I'm glad of that. Let me mention Him. Uh, men have become too too sissified. Uh, preachers, uh, they've started acting uh, like the world. Uh, they've changed uh, the way of the gospel. They've tried to. Uh, but God's word will stay the same, Neil. And the Bible says, uh, let the man uh, rule over his wife. I'm uh, talking about spiritual things. A man and a woman ought to walk together. Uh, but I'm telling you today, uh, when God got down in things and began to work, He's the one that's above all. And Dad was the authority figure. He 
was the sale of the house. And when it comes to the church house, it's not Trey Brock. It's not any deacon. It's not Terry Brock the first, a second or third of the most high is the father at that thought who's sitting in heaven today and he's sitting on the throne. Oh, but let me go on. What we've missed, what Christians have stopped doing when we get saved, you've got to recognize who he is. Amen. That night I didn't come saying, Lord, you might have died for me. Lord, I might love you. Lord, you might have died to save me. No, no. When I nailed in my heart, I cried out, Lord, I know you died in my place and took my spot at Calvary that I could go free. But in our Christian walks, we get to spots. I can take care of it. Amen. That's me. I do that. I'll handle it, Lord. I've got it. When you quit praying, you know what you're doing? You're saying, Lord, uh, you're not the most high. I'll handle things. I'll take care of it. No, that's not the way it ought to be. And uh, you know what? When I got out of line and tried to, and you all know me, you remember me at 15 and 16 and 17, uh, there was times, Dad, you can amen this. Uh, You'd say, do something. I'd say, no, no. I I try and raise myself up. You know what the world's doing today? They're trying to raise their self uh, up to God's standard. Uh, you can't do it. And the other thing they're trying to do is take the standard of God and lower it down to where they are. That's called idolatry. That's called a sin today. Uh, there's just one God. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images. A graven image of God is what you take in your mind and make Him out to be uh, so you don't feel so bad about sin. And let me say something about sin tonight. A sin is just as bad as it's always been. But the old world is trying to tell people today that it's okay. They're dumbing it down and saying it's just a little mistake here and there. They're trying to take God out of everything. And when they took God out of schools, that was the first step to the fall of a great nation known as America that once served God. Let me go on. Verse number three, when mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. Let me just stop. Has God been sending your enemies on the run? I'm telling you, he has mine, preacher. How could you say that? Don't you have problems? Amen. I've got them. And it seems every morning I wake up, I find two to three more. It seems uh, every step I take, the devil wants to knock you back two or three. And in this old man you're looking at, that's okay. It's going to happen. Every day I wake up, I don't feel like shouting. But sometimes, when God begins to move even, when I'm down in that valley. Oh, when it gets so dark and so drear. I think about old Jeremiah. They took him and threw him down in the pit and covered it up. And it said there was no water there. Oh, but there was mire. And so many times I've preached that message where he was down there. And I thought Jeremiah is as low as he can get. Oh, but then he found himself sinking in the mud. Oh, that's what'll happen to this old man. Oh, but Jeremiah had something in his heart that wouldn't let him quit. He said, I've got a fire that won't go out. I've got something that burns me up. Are you still burned by the fire that God gave you when you got saved? I'm telling you, it's not a bad burn. It's a good burn. It ain't heartburn. It's a holy burn. I'm glad of that. I'm glad He's given me something. Oh, but here's the good part. Oh, listen, verse number four. For thou hast maintained my rights and my cause. Oh, I've got to preach that. And I'm t- uh, that that'll be all uh, that I read. Maybe I'll read the rest of verse 
for. Uh, but I want to tell you about that. As I begin to study, and that's an old word, and uh, that word right, R-I-G-H-T, not talking about the right hand, or not talking about being correct. What that word means is verdict. And when you stand to be judged in a court of law, and I told this this last Sunday, it used to bother me, so I had to tell him. Oh, but I remember her. I was 16. Uh, I got my license. I was so excited I could go places. I could get away from mom and dad. And now I live 330 miles, and I'm driving here on Wednesday night just to see him. I love you. Don't you say I don't. I promise you I do. And mom's not here, but I love her too. And my sisters, I don't get to see them all the time anymore, and I miss them. Oh, but watch. I was 16 years old, out on Reed Road, and mom asked me to do a favor. I said, I'm going to get it done lickety split. Oh, and some of you know this. I got a ticket. Oh, boy, it wasn't just a few miles over. You know what it was? Up Barry, I was going 74 in a 35. You can laugh right there. That's okay. I'm past it now. It's so long ago they took it off my record. Praise God. It's no longer there. It's been expunged when I turned 18. And so I thought I can escape with this. You know what the world is telling people today? You can escape with your sin. Oh, my friend today, I've got something to tell you. You'll never escape of this sin problem without the blood. Without Him. There's only one way it could ever be covered. And so, oh, that policeman pulled me over. Uh, as you can imagine, it was a lot of yes sir, no sirs from me. Uh, you know what's happened today? Uh, people come in the church house. They won't even respect the authority figure. Uh, but let me show you. Uh, it was just a few weeks, weeks later. I found myself a real good attorney. And we went down to the courthouse. And we walked in. I'm telling you, I had school that day. Uh, but they gave me the court day. I thought, I'm going to go in. I'm going to be so respectful. I'm going to wear the nicest suit they've ever seen. They're going to let me go. Oh, but it didn't work real well. Oh, but I'll tell you what, it amazes me. When people come into the courthouse, and Neil, you've probably seen it. They got them baggy jeans on. They got ripped up jeans. I barely got a t-shirt on. I've seen them wear wife beaters. I've seen them just make a mess of it. And the judge will barely even speak to them and got to put them in their place. And now, uh, the church is dressing like the world. And we've got problems because of it. It's time women uh, start wearing skirts that go down far enough and blouses that go up high enough. I'm so glad that that fed that was in for a while where men would wear their pants halfway down. It's gone out of style. Thank God. Oh, you ought to dress like God has clothed you with righteousness and quit dressing like the world. Oh, we need to look like the church. Oh, but I'm telling you that day, let me tell this story. I'm trying to come to close. I walked into the courthouse. I had that nice shirt on. I wore a tie. I wore a suit. I wore my nice shoes. And they said, uh, Terry Brock the third, come on up here. I went up to the stand and he's, he read the charge. 74 and a 35. I said, oh Lord, it's official now. It's on the books. I want you to know uh, God knows your sin. Amen. God sees it all. You can't hide from Him. And let me encourage you. I feel like preaching to the young, the young crowd tonight. Uh, this goes to the old crowd too. Uh, don't go too long without addressing your sin. Don't go anytime. Uh, when, when the old devil begins knocking, uh, he'll come. He'll start knocking at the door. Let me tell you, honey, just keep the door closed. Is that alright? Don't even let him in. Uh, I'm telling you, the devil, he'll try and dance with you. Uh, but uh, you know that old song, Life's a Dance, you learn as you go. Sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow. Uh, you'll step into that dance with sin and thinking, I've got it all taken control. I've got it figured out. Oh, but before you know it, the old devil
devil will have taken the lead in the dance and you'll be somewhere with somebody doing something you shouldn't be doing and you don't have any idea what's going on. Jesus loves you enough to die in your place. Glory to God. He's real and he's alive. One to forgive you. So I stepped up. He read the charge and I remember he said, son, what do you have to say for yourself? Oh, I'm telling you, I didn't have a whole lot. You know what I said? I said, I'm sorry for what I did. You know what we're missing today in the church is remorse over sin that we've been caught doing. It's time to quit being mad you got caught and start being sad that you did it. And I'm telling you, I'm the chief of them all. I'm nothing but an old sinner saved by grace, but I'm under the blood because he saved me. But people come in today, not me, I'm no sinner. Don't you lie. The Bible says, He that saith he has no sin, you know what it says? He deceives himself. Oh, that's just scripture. Don't get mad at me. I'm just quoting it to you. But I I want you to know, I don't preach against sin because I'm mad at you. Amen. Somebody amen that tonight. I'm not preaching against sin because I want you to be hurt. I'm preaching against it because I know there's blood that's able to atone for your sin. I'm preaching to the lost person. Joe, I'm preaching to the the backslid sinner. I'm preaching to me. I'm preaching to the preachers. I'm preaching to the deacons. I'm preaching to the Sunday school teachers. If you've got sin, come and say you're sorry before God has to show you you're sorry. And so people today, they won't even recognize what they've done. They won't even own up to it. Oh, but I want you to know, when I came and got saved, I'm, Papa, I'm trying to come to close, I promise. Oh, I came and I prayed and God said, Son, you are forgiven. Did you know there's only one power in all the world that can say you're forgiven? And it's the power on high. There's no man-made power that can forgive sin. And the world's baffled that they would even say it when Jesus forgave people of sin. They said blasphemy, a blasphemy. It just hit me. A blaspheming is speaking against the word. Oh, but the Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And he went and went on to say the word. And in the first chapter of John, verse 14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. They accused him of blaspheming against the word, but he was the word. He came to live for you and I and to die in your place. Oh, but let me show you. He said, son, now you're free and free indeed. We got a lot of Christians living today like they're still in bondage. Let go of those chains. Jesus can take care of them. And so, what happens when you sin? Let me be real simple tonight. There's two kinds of sin. Sin of the soul and sin of the flesh. And if you don't understand, that's time to start reading your Bible. I want to help you with that tonight. When I had sin in the soul, I was lost and on my way to a devil's hell. Oh, but when God saved me, He saved my soul and made it perfect. Oh, I'm telling you today, He's encapsulated it in His blood. He's surrounded it. And even when this old man sins, it doesn't go into the soul anymore. And so, uh, this way, 
It's a repenting way when you begin to falter, when you begin to step out of line. And that word transgression, it means to cross the line that God has drawn. When you do that, this man has now become filthy. And it's time you and I get clean and repent. I've seen people that won't repent over the biggest sins. Oh, but I've got a little woman down at church. Bless her heart. And she told me, she said, the first time you ever came, I knew you are a pastor. I said, you had more vision than me Wilma I said you saw a little farther than I did oh but I've seen her and you talk about a righteous woman oh, she dresses it she talks it and she lives it and I've seen her at the end of service oh, go ahead and speak up and say I need to apologize to make it right with my Lord and my church you want to live close to God you've got to let the little things bother you if you let the little things go, I'm about wore out tonight. I'm going to sleep 18 hours, I promise you. Oh, but I want you to see this. Now, the Bible says, He has maintained my right. You know what that old word maintain means? It means to keep. It means to hold the same. Oh, in one place it even means to marry. That just amazes me. When I've sinned in the flesh, God still maintains what happened down on the inside. He still holds on to it. I'm hurrying. I've got just a few more things. In that scripture, verse number four, it said, He hath maintained my right. There's the verdict. The verdict still stands. David knew even when he'd sinned, he had to get his heart right, not his soul again. And so now, he said, He hath maintained my right and my cause. Do you see that? I remember years ago, Grandpa gave the 12 principles of Christian living. You ought to look those up. They're on the website as far as I still know. And one of them, David, he went down there to where his brothers were fighting Goliath. And he said, is there not a cause? Is there not a reason for the fight? You know what your cause is? It's the reason God has placed you in His family and why you're living today. God's got a cause. I got to see Dave Jordan last week. He said, God's got me here for a reason. He said, if not, He could have taken me. Oh, but he said, I'm going to keep on serving. I'm going to keep on going. He said, I'm not quitting. And so, let me tell you just a few stories. And so, what happened was uh, back in the Old Testament or even in the New Testament uh, there was a woman uh, she was caught in the act of adultery and all those people came and brought her to Jesus they said uh, Moses' law says we ought to stone her we ought to kill her and be done with her oh but Jesus uh, they said what do you say and it said he lowered himself he sat down and began to draw in the dust I see some of you doing that you know the story I've wondered time and time again what was he writing I'm not so sure. Oh, but they began to question. They said, Jesus, oh, we know you heard us. It amazes me. I heard Travis Jones, one of my best friends, preach this. He said, how'd they all get in her room? All those people, them bunch of liars, bunch of hypocrites. Oh, there'll always be somebody trying to catch you doing wrong. Oh, but they brought her anyway. They said, we caught her in the act of adultery. She deserved to be stoned by the law. And Jesus, you know what he answered? He said, he without sin, though the first one. I want you to think about it. How are you treating other people's sin? Are you treating them with love? I'm telling you, I'm talking about dad a lot tonight. Do you remember my ordination, dad? You were the interrogator. You were mean. You were hard on me. I tell you, when it comes time to ordain Cooper and some of these boys, you better be hard on them too. He asked me for 10 minutes. Will you take church discipline the right way? I said, yes, sir. He said, no, no. He said, in love. 
When we practice church discipline, it's got to be in love. And I know this church knows that. There's a reason and a cause. But now I want you to see what Jesus told this woman. He said, all them le- all, they all left. They all dropped their stones from the eldest down to the youngest. You want to see your kids get in? It's time you and I let go of the things, uh, the old things that have been bothering us. Maybe I'll preach that here just not long. I don't know. They began to drop the stones. And Jesus, he looked up. He heard the stones drop. He knew they'd all left. He said, one by one, they went their ways. And Jesus said, woman, where are thine accusers? She said, I have none. He said, now I forgive thee. There's the, there's the right. There's the verdict. And this is it. I'm, I'm coming to close. Tell you, I, I got a request. Joe, you be ready. And what he said, he said, you're forgiven of your sins. Now here's the cause. Here's what God wanted her to do. He said, go and sin no more. If you say, I've not got anything, God don't get, I don't have a big job, I'm not a preacher, I'm not a singer, I'm not a big testifier, I can't play an instrument, you've got a job. Let me, let me share one more. Uh, there was a lame man uh, from his birth that his four friends picked up the corners of his bed and brought him all the way down where Jesus was. And uh, you know what they had to do? Uh, there was a great crowd there around the Lord. And so they said, we've got to take him up a little higher. When you're lost people, you can't get them to the Lord. Just lift them up a little bit more and take them up a little higher. And they tore the roof off of that place. I'm telling you, I like them old services where it feels like the roof gets torn off a little bit and heaven's shining a little brighter. And they lowered him down uh, right at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus said uh, to the four, uh, your faith. And he looked at the man on the bed. And your faith hath made thee whole. Thy sins are forgiven. There's the verdict. What about the cause? What could a man lame from his birth ever do for Jesus to repay him. He said, now take up your bed and start walking. And that was his testimony. And that was his cause. Uh, Joe, can you sing down the road? Here comes Jesus right on time. Can you do that one? Uh, Please, uh, that's enough. Stand. Uh, Somebody, if you've got sin and judgment's at your door, there's a verdict that you can have changed. Uh, The blood's of available. Come tonight and allow Him to give you free life. Allow Him to give you the blood and give you something brand new. I'm glad He maintains the rod. I'm still saved today even though I failed Him. On this way, I failed Him time and time again. Oh, but He's maintained the verdict. He's got my soul wrapped up in His blood. And He's maintained the cause. The cause is seeing God's people saved and seeing them come and renew their lives. Sing whenever you're ready. Gentlemen, Grandpa, get in here and help us out. Somebody's in great need tonight. Come tonight, my friend. Don't wait. They said for Jesus. Oh, he's available. Somebody's sending for him. Somebody's been praying. Oh, he's real tonight. Don't wait. Don't put it off. He's got the change verdict in his hand. If you'll come and submit unto him. He's real, my friend. Don't deny him. Don't accept your sin. No matter how big or little, it'll hurt you. I repent daily. Die daily. Back unto God. God's offering mercy tonight. You better come while mercy is being offered before God gives judgment. Won't you come? Say, I 
need help. I need help. And he knows your needs before you pray. Children, come. Don't be satisfied with a little bit of sin. Let God take it and wash you clean. Look ahead, here comes Jesus right on. Oh, he's available. What are you waiting on, child? You better come. Get right, get in. It's been worth it every time I've ever served him. He's never let me down. Every time I've called on him, he's been there to hear me. I've got a Jesus that knows when I'm in trouble. He knew about Lazarus before the visitors got there. And he's got the power to heal Lazarus and raise him from the dead. Coming down the road was Jesus right on Why don't you come, friend? Make things right. Just hold yeah. on. Go get where he's at. He's got the help you need. Are you willing to say, God, you're the most high? I'm done kicking against you. Let me come. Let me be made right by you. The verdict's the same. But if your life is dirty, come clean it up. Your feet are weary from the mountain you have climbed. Look ahead, here comes Jesus right on time. So when you're God's speaking to you, from the mountain you If he's bidding you to come, be in a hurry. Ahead, Don't be slack. Here comes Jesus right on time. Stay right there. Joe, get that second verse ready. I want you to sing that one more time. The, the three, four times I've preached it, I've preached about uh, the, the lame man, that woman caught in the act of adultery on the way to church. God gave me a third one. I was thinking about little Zacchaeus. Remember that story? I remember as a little kid, we'd sing that song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And he climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And he said, Zacchaeus, come down. He said, I'm going to your house today. You know what I would love to happen? It's for somebody to take Jesus home with him. I'd like you to come here for the last time not knowing him in the free pardon of sin. Oh, but when he got down to his house, they began to speak, and, and I'm putting it in my words. He said, Zacchaeus, if you'll believe in me, you can be forgiven. He said, Lord, I believe on that. That's my words. I don't have it just right. But you know what Jesus said now? He said, all the things you've done, he said, restore back what you've done. He said, Lord, I'm going to restore it even more than what you said. Maybe your job is to restore uh, people back to the Lord and be uh, uh, merciful to them and lead them back home where God can use them and where God can use you. I want to be a restorer. And the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes uh, there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. A time to build up and a time to tear down. Maybe your job's to build up. Oh, but you need to come and get where God can use you. I'm tired of half so, maybe so Christians. It's not a maybe so way. It's a no so. God, I have Him. I know it. I know that I know that I know that's the only way. And so listen to this song. I've struggled in life's battles. They were so hot and dry. Sing that. I'm turning over to your pastor. But if you need to come, you better hurry tonight. I've struggled through life's deserts, 
They were so hot and dry till it seemed no hope was gone. Great preaching. I, I believe somebody needs to come. Well, I can feel it down inside, stirring that burden. Feels like convictions going right out through the church. Is he still I believe two things. I believe somebody lost needs to come. And I believe somebody's been saved. Right Not where y'all to be needs to come. God can handle all of it. God can handle all of it. Please come. Obey the Lord. Please obey. And He knows your need before you pray. So when your feet are weary from the mountain. You have time Look ahead Here comes Jesus Right on time So when Your feet are weary From the You don't have to stay back When God's calling you to come Look ahead The devil will say you can't do it But you can with God's help singing, good preaching, and uh, I'm going to say just a word to him and ask for another verse to a song. Uh, this come to me while Trey's making invitation. I was thinking about uh, before when I was uh, a transgressor. I was disobeying the Lord. I wasn't following him. and I, I hadn't done anything that was uh, maybe worthy to make the newspapers. It wasn't real scandalous, uh, but I knew I was out. And I knew I was wrong. And I, I knew I wasn't serving God like I was supposed to. Trace preached a lot about that tonight. I declare, I think any of us here tonight, I think that message would have touched everybody and ought to cause us, cause us to have some real deep-hearted thoughts. But here's my point. Uh, I'd be in church and a, a good meeting go on like this, the same spirit we feel tonight. And, and I'd feel like I needed to come to the altar and renew up and repent and tell God I'm sorry. But what would I do? I'd say, God, I am sorry. I'll, I'll tell you that and I'll talk to you more about it when I get out of here. See, I wanted to leave the church house. I wanted to talk to God more about it when I got home. And here's what one of the things the devil used on me. He said, now, uh, Terry, he said, if you go to the altar now and pray, he said, these people are liable to think all sorts of bad things about you. They're liable to say, oh, look what in the world's he been into. He's, he's a bad boy. He's a mean boy. And I thought, oh, I don't want them to think about me like that. Even though they'd been right, I didn't want them thinking. And so I, I wrestled with it and I put God off for a while. But here's my experience. When I finally humbled my heart and come to the altar and prayed, I never felt anybody in the whole church look down on me. I never had anybody in the whole church uh, make like, well, you're a bad fellow. You know what they did? They come around and they hugged me and they loved me. And tears run down. And, and some of them say, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and I thought, well, why would you be proud of me? It was because I followed the Lord and they loved me. They knew I was one of God's children. They knew I was their brother. And so I learned uh, that the church has great love and compassion. And God has great love and compassion. Now, don't let the devil uh, talk you out of coming. Trey preached uh, all over this tonight. Uh, don't don't listen to the devil. Obey the Lord. And, and if you're lost and God's calling, 
Why would you put it off a second? Come get saved and then you'll be free from that old burden and you won't have to worry about dying and going to hell. You won't have to have all that agony in your soul. You feel good. You'll be free. He preached about being free when you got the blood. And if you're saved and you want to have power in your life, let God get your life cleaned up. You've got you've to come on God's turn. Go ahead and sing whenever you're ready. Somebody else needs to come tonight and I pray that you do that right now, right here. Don't let the devil cheat you tonight. If he cheats you, it'll be cheating us too. Obey the Lord. Let me tell you about my friend. Amen. On whom I Amen. depend. He's the best friend I ever knew. Please come. You might be in the back or the front or somewhere in the middle or on one side or the other. I'll tell you that gospel's to everybody. Amen. It's to me and it's to you. And we need to gauge what God's wanting us to do by what he says to our heart. Come on. You can be the start of something big happening tonight. But you need to move for yourself. It's a wonder of it all. He loves me when I fall. Amen. He loves me. Amen. Just as I am. Praise God. He loves me even when I'm wrong. The Lord. He has
loves me when I'm down. He loves me even when I'm wrong. He's been there on the mountain. He'll be there through every valley. He's never left me alone. Though there be times I know when I failed him so, yet he's never let go of my hand. Somebody else needs to come. Somebody probably thought, well, you always say that, preacher. That's because it's most always true. I'm glad God's calling. I'm glad God calls folks. Through the power of the Holy Ghost, God calls. We need to answer. I appreciate this good move tonight. This bless my heart. So faithfully. Amen. Though I fail the Lord, He has never failed me. Though I fail the Lord, He has never failed me. This good move and that good saying won't let you say whatever you feel like. I just need to say I'm sorry to the church. I've been making a lot of excuses not to come, and that's the last thing I need to be doing. And I have two little nieces that are looking up to me, and I need to, yeah. to be good for them and show them hey, what, I need, what they need to be doing. So I'm just sorry. Hey, Amen. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you what let's do now. Let's just give her a big hand. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. And now, see how rich that was and how powerful that was? Now, do I think less of her? Why, no. If it's possible, I don't know if it's possible because I thought it was much ever to start with. If it's possible, I even think more of her. I do appreciate her and praise God that she followed the Lord. And boy, praise God. And I, I appreciate this service tonight. Anybody else want to say anything? that good prayer request and see prayer requests like that's very important and I appreciate that that's that was that was seasoned right and uh, when I'm talking about seasoned right you know what I mean I'm talking it's got the Holy Spirit in it when God's spirits and things why boy they fit together and they work right and they help each other and whenever we move in the spirit it not only helps us helps all the folks around us that loves us and uh, they're interested too see we're in this together and I praise God for this service tonight. Wow, this, this is a dandy. Someone else got something on your heart. 
Amen. I'm so glad to be with everybody. I was thinking about what Brother Trey preached. He said about the stones that encourage you. Yeah. How people in church encourage you. Well, I'm thankful Amen. for yeah. Billy Ray and Shannon and just everybody. Just I would get calls and, and uh, just people put me on, the, you know, the Lord put me on their heart. They yeah. They say something to me on Facebook. Amen. Amen. That, That's uh, good. I, I, That's I, good, I, Kyle. I'm so happy to be here. Amen. 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 Good, good testimony. I, I've got an impression, believe we need one more verse of song. I, I believe somebody has been wrestling back and forth in your heart, and God's saying, Come, come to Alder. No devil said, not, not right now. You've got plenty of time. What, do it some other time. And giving you all kinds of excuses. The devil got plenty of excuses, but none of them are worth anything. It all just gets you more trouble. So I want to stand again, if you will, sing one more verse song. If you've been wrestling within yourself, whether you ought to come to the altar or not, quit wrestling and come. Obey the Lord. Bless her, Lord. Help her. Come pray with this. Somebody else. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. Someone else may need to come. Well, I appreciate this good move too. I thank the Lord for these sisters. If you need to come, you know you're the only one that can move for you. We can pray for you. We can talk to you. We can encourage you. But the choice of what you do comes from your heart. Will you come tonight? Will you be obedient hearted tonight? Obey the Lord. Come pray with her. Obey the Lord. Praise God tonight. Obey the Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Who else needs to come? Come on. Obey the Lord. Thank God. He's able to speak to our hearts. Let us know it. I appreciate all these moves, but I just about guarantee there's some more here needs to come. I still feel that burden. Isn't that wonderful? We'll give each of these a chance to speak here in a minute. But somebody else, if you need to come, if God's calling you, it's not too late. But I tell you something. When God calls and calls and calls, and we say no, 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 we're getting in a place to be in trouble. And there's a payday coming when we disobey God and we refuse His call. God's gentle and kind and compassionate. But I'm telling you what, when we say no to Him and we kind of rebuke Him and turn our back on Him, it costs us. It'll cost you. No matter who you are, it'll cost you. Sin has a, a cost to it. has a payday. Don't go that way. Come God's way. Be happy. I've been struggling lately, and um, the world and temptation's really been getting to me, and uh, I, I just needed to repent and uh, to ask for forgiveness from the Lord, and, yeah. I, and then Terry, uh, I kept telling myself, I was like, just hold it in, you're fine, you can wait, you don't, it's not too heavy on your heart, and then Terry asked if somebody was wrestling, and I knew who was talking about me, <laughs> I knew it, and I looked at Sydney, and I looked and asked if she wanted to go, and she said, I need it too, and I, I'm just Hey man, boy, thank the Lord. Say what's on your um, I was wrestling in my seat with it, and uh, Kristen asked me if I needed to go pray, and I thought, Lord, I'm not even where I need to be. So um, I just need to say sorry to my church, and I yeah. want to be as close as I can get. Hey man, so. boy, praise God for that. That's you, buddy. Kendra, you want to say anything, buddy? I just want to say sorry to the church. Hey man, boy, I'll tell you what, that's yeah. powerful now. Now, uh, these, these are good confessions. Now, I'm going to let this mic down. Now, somebody else got something on your heart you want to say, feel free and, and obey the Lord. Say whatever God's give you. I believe there's more to be said and more to be done. Amen. Right, amen. That's right. I thank the Lord. That's a great testimony, powerful. And uh, somebody else. 
even though we're not singing a song right now, and somebody's not standing up here saying, come, if you're here and God's speaking to your heart, the invitation's still going on. I've seen plenty of times the invitation was still going on after the dismissal prayer. You know, sometimes we've had people come, renew up, or get saved after church dismissed. Sometimes part of the people gone already. But God's still working. See, whenever God's working, that's when we need to respond. Now, I'm not suggesting you wait till after church to see if God's still working. But I am, I'm just encouraging you that whenever God speaks, obey the Lord. If it's right now, come. You, you know, you might say, that's too late. No, not if God's talking to you, it's not too late. It's right on time. Yeah. Someone else got something to say. Or do. Thank the Lord for that testimony. Somebody else. Anybody? I'm going to pause just a little bit. Somebody else needs to come. I think God had impressed me to ask for another song. I'd be happy to if he did. Or if somebody else did, that would be great. But I just feel like just saying, come on. If God's calling you, come on. All right. Praise God. Let's just really pray. Now, God's moving, moving powerful. Pray for service Sunday and uh, pray for our lost people. And, uh, uh, boy, we want to see some folks get saved. And uh, uh, God's able to save them. He's just as able as he was when I got saved or you got saved or anybody else got saved. He's still God. And so let's really pray. And uh, undoubtedly, we've got more people that's uh, already saved. Longs Church needs to make a move like some of these folks has made tonight. Well, I mean, everyone that moved just moved powerful. I thank God for each one of you as it come. You've just blessed me and helped me. And uh, good to be here tonight. Okay. In just a minute, then I'll, 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 ask, for a, I'll ask for a dismissal prayer and, and uh, probably just let people go out on their own just kind of give space and social distance as you're going out instead of having the deacons release you. But I would like to see the deacons up here in front just for a minute. Uh, something to talk to you about just for a little bit after church is dismissed. But uh, good to be here again. Glad to have every visitor. Proud of every person that's come. If you're listening on the live stream and you're able to come, uh, we'd sure love to have you. And uh, come if you can. And if you're able and if you, if you feel like you can, why well, come. We need you. you. You probably got a blessing at home, uh, but boy, you sure get a blessing here. Okay. Okay. All right. Remember that. Okay. Amen. Amen. Well, I sure thank the Lord. He made it possible for you to be here, and, and you come. I appreciate that. Thank the Lord. All right, nothing else for us, Brother Roy. Loud pray dismissal. Yeah, Lord.
Yeah, Lord.